0: Nosotros nos conocemos más mejor que nadie más, ¿verdad? ¿eh, Nosotros podemos ocultar cosas de la gente que ellos no miran y ellos no saben, ¿verdad? ¿eh, so esas cosas nos descalifican. Right? We know ourselves better than anybody around us and it is easy for us to hide the things that the Lord will want to take out to deliver us from man todavía estoy movido en mi en mi espíritu del primer del primer servicio i'm still moved by the the first service and uh cuando tengan chance vayan a escucharlo este you have chance go and listen to it estamos um, hablando de separación we talked about being separated um and it brought back to my remembrance my earlier walks you know, with, uh, with the Lord, and I remember, I, I think, I remember, I don't even know what happened, I just, I remember committing to going to church or going to Bible study at that time, and uh, I just remember all these things started coming against me, right, cuando te de propósito de cometerte a las cosas de Dios y involucarte a las cosas de Dios, Va a venir todo lo que se puede ti. situaciones, edad, familia, relaciones, hermanos, hermanas. Everything that can come against you will come against you. And I I never I never understood that until I read it in the Word. And I I remember my my own family, you know, um they they felt abandoned, you know. At least that's what I seen, you know, they felt abandoned that I was leaving them and, you know, I was committing myself to the things of God You know, I was constantly in Bible study, constantly going to church and constantly wanting to be around the people of God and, um, for whatever reason, you know, it rubbed them the wrong way. Uh, And they voiced that out to me sometimes and, you know, it's, it's for a purpose, you know, Elder was talking about separation and it's for a purpose, um. Hay un propósito para todo lo que, um, para todo lo que hacemos, ¿verdad? Donde quiera que vayan, cualquier camino que escojanos, hay un propósito. Um, y es importante de no dejar las cosas de este mundo que te afecten tu camino, ¿verdad? Porque cosas siempre van a venir, situaciones siempre van a estar allí. Situations are always going to be there. Circumstances of life are always going to come y está fácil si nosotros dejamos que esas cosas vengan y nos quiten del camino yeah. um, no sé para quién sea eso esta mañana pero siento que que tengo que decir decir eso I don't know who's that for this morning but I feel like I needed to share that hey, amen um, vamos a ir al al libro de de Lucas San Lucas Book of Luke Um, chapter 9, in verse 1. I have a couple of scriptures here that I want to try to uh, portray what the Lord's been talking to me about. Um, And I know it's not very, sometimes it's personally, sometimes it's hard to be open and try to portray what he's given to you. And I'm you know, sometimes I beat myself out after because I'm like, man, I should have I should have done this. I should have said that. And, you know, you, you live with it after. So uh, chapter nine and verse one, then he called his 12 disciples together. and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And uh, it's been my privilege to be a part of many Bible studies um, throughout all the valleys, you know, and I know many people haven't, haven't had that privilege, but what a beautiful thing it is to go from house to house to minister the word and to even be a part of what the Lord is doing in the earth, uh, you know I, I was driving to Mattawa the other day, and I was just reminiscing of all the all the studies and all the souls that we've come in contact with, and man, how many teachings you know we've <laughs> we've been a part of? And um, he was uh, this verse came out to me. He said, "Go." And uh, he sent him to preach the kingdom. You know, up to this point, the Lord's been doing all the miracles and the apostles were with the Lord and they've seen him heal, deliver, set free. And uh, he finally, you know, calls them and tells them, "Okay, well, now it's your turn. It's your turn to go. You've seen enough. You've been with me. I'm still with you. But now it's your turn to go. And on my drive matter while he he said it's your turn to go and i'm like man you know if i'm to be honest with you bible studies sometimes we complicate things you know and i'm like man how am i going to teach a bible study to somebody that's an hour away you know uh and the lord brought a, a story to me and i hope you you can bear with me um i i remember what one of my good friends he uh he introduced me to the lord you know and it's just it, you would never expect him to go to church or you know be a part of a bible study he worked at the casino and man he just had he has something about him to witness to people and i don't even I mean he's just somebody you wouldn't approach on the streets <laughs> you know it's He was just that type of guy, his persona, you know, the the way he carried himself. It's like, man, I don't want to talk to that guy. I don't even want, you know, I don't want nothing to do with him. And there's just something about him. When he talked to people, they listened. They, man, he invited them and they came. And I was always amazed of all the people that he would bring. And he would always tell me, I invited so-and-so and they'll be here. And in my mind, I'm like, man, yeah, I, I wouldn't listen to you. You know, I, you told me, you invited me. I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to go. But there's a way about him. The spirit used him and he brought so many souls. And this verse came to my memory when I was thinking of him, how the Lord sent out the disciples and told them to go and minister and teach all these things. And he was used of God to bring souls to the Bible studies to church uh, and it's that simple you know um, the Lord will bring us to a place where we're constantly being fed and constantly being ministered to and then finally he says go it's your turn you've received enough you've heard enough you've been there long enough? that now it's your turn, right? And in my humanity, I can, you know, I, I get afraid. I'm like, man, how am I going to do this? How, I start complicating things. Why me, Lord? How come? I, I don't even know what to say. You know, what, what am I going to do? How, how am I going to approach things? And we disqualify ourselves easily. And, you know, the apostles, they, they went forth. And if you read later on uh, down a couple chapters, they multiplied and they grew. Right, because that's the purpose of the church, to go forth and to all the earth, preach the gospel, multiply, right? And so how is, you know, how are the people down in Grandview going to hear the word? If we don't go, if we don't purpose to be led of the spirit. To be a little bit uncomfortable sometimes you don't always have to know what to say you don't always have to know what to do but you must just be willing to go I did a job and I did a job in Grandview. and the the gentleman that was there opened the door and uh, uh he had a you know, I seen a shadow run by him behind him and I looked and it was a little boy, he, you know, he was behind him and he had a, I was sharing with my wife and brother Lewis, you know, he had a severe case of autism. Um, and uh, the Lord pricked my heart, you know, he said, how are they going to hear the word if I don't send somebody to them? How do you expect them? to have faith in the things they don't know if I don't send somebody to them. Oh, and yeah, it was a little inconvenience. You know, I had to get up early and go and be there, but you know, it's, it's such a privilege to, to share the word of people, you know, that are hungry and we disqualify people. You know, we, we say sometimes they won't hear me. They're not hungry. They don't know. And until you open your mouth and speak, And say, and say, then you'll realize that they're hungry, that they're thirsting for the living water. And uh, the scripture has been turning in my spirit, you know, I, I can't say it any more clearer, you know, and we must go, we must multiply, we must increase, right? The church is beyond these four walls. The church is beyond this building. And if we want to see the growth that I know is coming, we must be willing to go and teach and preach and speak. Uh, don't disqualify yourselves. And uh, we see here, he also gave them power and authority, right? He didn't send them out with no weapons, right? He gave them power and authority. He said, Go. I've given you power and authority in my name. I've given you power to cast out. You've seen what I've done in the name. So now it's your turn, right? And sometimes we 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 lose sight of what we have, right? We have the name, the name. There's everything in the name. I, I'm sure you've heard it said before, the power, the blood, the authority is in the name. What else do you need, right? And uh, we're going to go to the book of... Oh, chapter 10, verse one, sorry. And I want to see a little bit about, you know, it's we're just intended to to grow and to multiply. We can't reach we can't reach this lost and dying world if we don't if we don't multiply. You know, the twelve disciples were not able to reach the whole world. So they they said that we're appointing men. Capable and able, and so they started bringing more people to the church, and they started multiplying, and we see that they they grow. Uh, and so, chapter ten, verse one: After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before His face, into every city and every place, whether he's Himself would come. Therefore, He said unto them, "The harvest truly is great." But the laborers are few. Pray ye, therefore the Lord of the harvest, that He were sent forth laborers into the harvest. The harvest is not the issue. The shortage of the laborers is the issue. Now we wouldn't neglect the call of God because we're unlearned, we're unqualified. The harvest is ready. The labors are few. From Yakima all the way to Grandview to Prosser, and I've had the privilege to, you know, travel through all these valleys. And I, man, I meet so many people, you know. And at least in my profession, I meet so much people, you know—broken, hurting people, angry, bitter. I mean, you name it. I've, I've come in contact with. So so much people and sometimes I've been guilty of not opening my mouth and saying a simple phrase to them whatever that may be I don't know and you know he's he's brings us to those four walls and he teaches us and we're meant to be out of the four walls we're meant to go forth and teach you know in my uh in my profession there's a there's an apprenticeship program called an apprenticeship program, you know, uh, you have to work for two years under, under a licensed, you know, electrician, journeyman, you know, all that. And, um, they follow you for two years and you're, you know, as a licensed guy, you're the one showing them what to do, what not to do, how to do things right. But they have to accomplish a two year program and it's, you know, 4,000 hours of work and after that you take a test and you pass the test and then once you get your card or you you know all that then you become the one in charge right and then they're teaching and they're sharing what they've learned right so it is in the house of God we come and we learn and we're not meant to stay here right but we we mature and we grow in the things of God then we're meant to go out and teach the next batch of people, the next group of people, the next souls. So they can go out. That's the only way we're gonna reach this world. Right? If we multiply, if we grow, we expand out of these four walls. Right? And I've been guilty of just limiting God. Like, well, if they don't make it to the house of God, then how do we expect, you know, how do we expect to grow? If we don't invite them to church, how do we grow? But it's meant to be bigger than that. Outside of that, you know, when we had those Bible studies with that man that he would bring souls constantly, that was all a new experience for me. You know, I didn't grow up in church, you know, and I didn't even know you can have church in people's houses. This is before I even really read the word. Man, we had church in there, you know, in his home. And I remember opening the windows because there were so many people that they would stand outside of the windows and they would watch us inside. The living room to hear the word hungry. I remember we even bought a horse trough and we started baptizing people in his backyard. That's how hungry these people are. Nothing's changed. The word hasn't changed. Right? Our motives change sometimes. Our focus, right? We get sidetracked. Right? Right? We have good weeks, we have bad weeks, and we determine the move of God depending on those weeks. I'm guilty of that, right? Like, man, this week was such a powerful move of God, and then next week comes, man, I had a bad day at work, I had a bad week, so God can't move this week. We must be careful, you know, and during that short time that we've taught in those homes, man, we've seen so many people come and go. Right. But they reached and they brought people. Right. And it was like a domino effect, a chain reaction. Right. People that you wouldn't even expect to come and to hear the word. They're hungry. How can they hear the word? Let the preacher go and teach them, let somebody go and speak the word. Amen. Let me, uh, Acts 6. We're going to go to the book of Acts. As six and seven. And the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And I know. I know I'm pulling out scriptures here out of different books, but. Um. That's just how he gave them to me, and you know he was—he was really convicting me, you know. On my drive, you know, uh, how are they gonna hear, lest we go? How is your neighbor gonna hear, lest you open your mouth and speak? You know, if we're not careful, we. We become selfish with the word. We keep it for ourselves, right? And uh, it's important that we multiply outside of these four walls. You know, uh, it's easy to keep it for ourselves. You know, man, that was a good word. That was for me, you know, but what I've learned is I started writing things down and i would you know i I share with my coworkers the word and i don't even think they know that i'm sharing the word with them (laughs) you know i just you know they ask me questions i'm like well i read this book and it says this and this and this and they're like wow what book is that you know and it opens conversation right unless you open your mouth they're not gonna know and it's not all the time but when i get a chance to i sneak that in there you know and uh um he's been really challenging challenging me. You know, uh I'm real I'm real stubborn, you know. I don't I don't wanna do, I don't wanna be uncomfortable. I'm I'm that type of person, you know. My wife, she's more open, you know. She talks for both of us, you know, when we go out and whereas, you know, she's She's usually the talkative one. And I just, you know, I, I just want to be left alone, you know? Yeah, so he's been he's been dealing with me about that, you know? How, how are they going to know about me if I'm just quiet? And he's changed my thinking, you know? And I got to remember, I got to remember that in order for us to multiply and grow, I must open my mouth. It's not always about shoving the word down their throat. It's about showing them. The way leading them uh, in the right way, and uh, I, I don't. And like I said, I know it's something simple, but man, it's just been stirring in my heart the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I I expect to see a great number of people within the next couple of months. You know, I I know it to be true. You know, I, I've seen the services packed. And I, we must be willing to go and teach, you know. um, We must be willing to be uncomfortable to do that. Es un privilegio de abrir la palabra, de predicar la palabra con gente que no tiene nada de fe, porque este mundo necesita fe y la fe está en él. Pero cómo van a saber él de las cosas del Señor si no abrimos la boca, si no predicamos la palabra, si no damos nuestro testimonio, verdad? La palabra es poderosa, dice él que es la la palabra es la vida viviente, el viviente la palabra, verdad? es is the living word of God. Entonces cuando abres la boca, les traes vida a la situación. When you open your mouth, you bring life to that situation. And they don't even know why, but now that there's they desire what you're telling them. Right. Right. Because they're hungry and they're thirsty. I remember when they came and shared the word with me, man, I was I was hungry. I'm like, I don't even know what truth is. But man, what he's telling me, it sounds good. Lord, if it's true, then put me in a position where I receive more. And it started happening. And I started receiving more, and it started quenching my thirst. Those things that I was seeking for, he started quenching my thirst. But someone was willing to go. Someone was willing to be uncomfortable. Someone was willing to reach where no one wanted to reach. Who knew that in that casino, he would reach people that were broken, addicted all different walks of life there is no restrictions he was willing to go um, I'm here because he opened his word and he shared the word there's a purpose like Elder said that's unexpected but someone has to be willing to go Someone has to be willing to speak. You know, I have a lot of family that's that's hurting and broken and I disqualify myself. I, I don't open my mouth sometimes when I'm in their presence, you know, and I leave and I beat myself after, you know, why, why I didn't do this. Yeah, I think that's why he brought this to my spirit. They're not going to hear if you don't open your mouth. And, you know, we're called. We're called. You know, whether you believe that or not, we're called. You know, we're uh, we're reaching people. And especially in these last days, we're going to reach people that the world's going to reject. Right? A lot of outcasts, you know. People that don't seem to fit in. People that are hungry and broken. And it's going to be by the hand of God that they're going to come to the knowledge of the truth. And for his glory. And you're going to stand back and you're going to look at it and like, not in my ability, I couldn't reach that guy. My ability, I couldn't reach that lady. You know, but it is because of the hand of God and if i can leave you with with that thought that we must be willing to go we must be willing to speak and we must be willing to be uncomfortable that's all not always the greatest thing amen if we can we can pray and ask the lord to teach us lord we thank you father for the word that's living the word that is true The word, Father, that doesn't fail. I pray, oh God, that you would ignite a fire within us to go, to be uncomfortable, to teach and to reach this lost and dying world, Father. You've given us purpose. We have purpose in you, Father. We acknowledge that without you, we can't do nothing. Without you, they can't hear that they need you, the author, and the maker of heaven. In the name of Jesus, we trust you, Father. We trust you, Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. I trust we are, and I know we are listening today. This is a very clear word of the lord this morning it's very clear and what you feel and are experiencing and the emotion that you're seeing from brother reuben is the heart of god the emotion of god that is reaching and being conveyed to us this morning i am I want to be careful because I don't want to take away from anything that has already been done by the Lord through the uttered word of God here. Brother Reuben made statements several times, and he was touching on this verse, whether he knew it or not, in Romans chapter um, 10. It's a verse that's often quoted out of context. Brother Reuben didn't quote out of context this morning. Uh, He didn't reference this verse, but you'll see in a second. Romans 10, and, and just give me a couple more minutes. I won't be long. I just, I am arrested by the word of God this morning. And there is such a clear utterance of the spirit of God here. I don't want to just pass by. We can't just pass by. The Lord is quickening here if we'll receive his word. This is the verse that's often quoted, not the one that Brother Reuben touched on. That'll come in a minute. Romans 10 and 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The world we live in takes that one verse and just says, well, they just call and they're saved. And doesn't take the word in its entirety, but Paul didn't stop with just that one sentence. And That's what people do is take that one sentence and go, well, there you go. No, no, no. You got to read it all. Because he makes that statement and then he goes to this statement, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Oh, so you got to believe. You can't just call on him. And and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Or how shall they hear if nobody goes? Oh, let's just keep reading verse 15. And how shall they preach? except they be sent somebody's got to go you and i have to go every day every day every day this is the beckoning of the lord a preacher is someone who declares the good news you are all called to preach Maybe not necessarily stand here and hold a microphone, but all of us are called to go and preach. This is what Paul's talking about. How shall they hear without a preacher? Brother G, you're a preacher. Brother Joel, you're a preacher. Amen. Sister Stephanie, you're a preacher. One who goes and declares. This is what Brother Reuben's talking about. This is the voice of the Spirit that's being declared to us through Brother Reuben. Somebody's got to go. How shall they hear without a preacher? Yes, everyone who calls on His name shall be saved. But they got to hear. They got to know who they're calling on. They got to believe. And none of that will happen if somebody doesn't go. Got to go. Got to go. I. I'm. this word is so bearing witness in my spirit. And the if you could see the overlay of thought that is happening as the Lord was ministering through Brother Reuben, he referenced Grandview and from... You know, we've prayed and you've heard the declaration from Selah to Prosser, from Moxie to White Swan, from Mattawa to Natchez. I've prayed and you've prayed with me. We've prayed together through the years over these many cities and the souls of men in these valleys for 18, 19 years. Luke 18 and 1 says, Jesus spake a parable to them. And he spoke the parable to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Don't give up. Don't faint. Don't stop. Verse 2, and this is the parable saying, There was in the city a judge that feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. She came to him saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, though I don't fear God and I don't regard man yet, because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continued coming, she wearies me. Now that was a parable. That was a story, Jesus told, of a woman that had a need. She was had adversaries and she needed... Deliverance from her adversary. So she kept coming to the one that could do it. Jesus said, this is a parable. And he's talking about people praying, right? Men ought always to pray. And he spake a parable after this end. That men ought always to pray. And he uses this example of prayer. Verse 6, the Lord said, hear. Hear what the unjust judge just said. Hear what the unjust judge said. What did he say? He said, I'll avenge her because she kept coming. And then God says, Will not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night to him, though he bear long with them? Now, watch the next verse. I tell you, Jesus said, that he will. Avenge them. How? Speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith on the earth? I'm going to tell you what these scriptures mean to me today. and What I'm hearing in the Holy Ghost today. You have been praying. You have been believing. You have continued coming for years. I pray for the souls from Sila to Prasa, From Moxie to White Swan. From Malta to Natchez. And I come again. And I come again. And I come again. And I'm praying again. And I'm praying until cuz I still have faith. I still have faith. And when he comes to the place of my prayer, he will find faith in me. And when he finds the faith, he will avenge me speedily. He's bared long with me. He's bared long with you. Your prayer has not been for naught. Your prayer has not been empty. Your prayer has not... What happened? He's been buried long, but when he avenges, he's going to avenge speedily. In a moment, the Lord will turn the table. In a moment, the Lord says, now it's time. Now it's time. And when I hear the voice of the Lord saying to me and to us today, this morning, is now it's time. The door is open. Go! I'm sending you go this is what brother ruben kept declaring somebody has to go what are we waiting on we're going not in emptiness we've been praying we're going in the prayers of years we're going in the prayers of years we are going in the prayers of years we are entering into other men's labors but it's time to go stand with me this morning it's time to go there is a sending of the spirit of god upon the people of god Your prayers have come before the Lord. The praying, the importunity. Am I going to keep praying? Yes. But as I pray, I go. As I pray, I go. As you pray, you go. You go in faith, believing God has ordained it. God has established it. God is sending me. I am not going in my own power or ability, but I am going in the power of his might. I am not operating in my human ingenuity but I'm operating under the unction and inspiration of the Holy Ghost who sends me. You are being sent by God. We are sent by God to these valleys. We are sent by God to this region. We are sent by God to our workplace. We are sent by God every day. We must go and we must speak and we must do the work of Him that is sending us. We must do the work of Him that is sending us. Ephesians 5 says that it is high time that we awake out of our sleep. I believe that's Ephesians 5, somewhere around verse 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. He says we should walk circumspectly, not as fools. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. This is what we're called to do. We don't walk after our former lusts, the Bible says. We don't walk according to our former desires. Some God can't send. And so what we try to do is we try to send ourselves. But there's a difference. There's a difference between God sending you and you sending yourself. You know the person that tries to send themselves, The one that doesn't want to turn away from former lusts and desires, but wants to appear as though they're doing the work of God and being used by God. And so they live a lie or they live a dual life. God would send you, but he would say, forsake these other things and go. In Jesus' name, I feel the sending of the Spirit of God this morning. Thank you, Brother Reuben, for yielding to the Holy Ghost and walking through the Word and delivering to us the cry of God this morning. Would you talk to the Lord again? Let the Holy Ghost minister to your life right now. I'm going to let him do a work in your heart and your spirit right now before we leave this morning. Jesus here I am Come on as the prophet of old declared, here I am, send me. Here I am.